everybody. Relative. <laughs> oh my god. Hey everybody, uh, this is Dave. I'm going to be running another uh, Geeky Topics Roundtable uh, here with the Fandible crew. I'm joined with Billy, Angela, Daniel, and Jesus. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so uh, we're going to see how quickly this thing flies off the tracks. Um, so uh, before we started recording, we were talking about uh, we talking about some movies that we had just seen. Uh, and um, and uh, came up with, uh, uh, started touched on the subject of uh, children in, in, in film, which uh, has a uh, place close to my, my shriveled black heart. Um, and I'm just curious how you guys feel about kids in sci-fi movies. Now, I want to be clear. These are sci-fi movies meant for adults. These are not like, you know, spy kids in space movies. Where you're like, what? Why are there uh, fucking kids in this movie? Like, you know what. Ender Games. Ender's yeah. Game isn't a kid's movie. It is definitely not. But it is going to be a movie with kids in yes. it. Yes. yes. Um, Which is its own issue. Yes. I'm not familiar with Ender's Game, actually. Um, really? Oh, would you? You've not read Ender's Game? I don't like reading. <laughs> Words on of, paper. Have you never heard of, of reading? Game? No, I've never heard of reading. Ender's Game. It, I'm assuming that, I'm assuming it's over due to the Ender's aspect of the and there's a game at some point. Um, no, it's a it's a, you should read it. So that's the his it's dark. Like, it's like a big sci-fi in a, in the eighties. Was it came out in the eighties or isn't that the his dark materials stuff or no, nothing? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Whoa, it's just so. That's full, oh my god, it's just so opposite yeah. of his dark materials. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, his dark materials written by a militant atheist. Ender's Game was written by Orson uh, Scott Card. Yes, oh. fuck Orson Scott Card. Yes. Fuck him. Fuck him in his stupid, bigoted, ridiculous yes. ass. You know, he's extremely homophobic. You know, homophobic you know people you say, like, you have to separate the literature from the person. He's gone beyond that point of me saying, like, I could do that. It's like, no, I really... It's, 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 it's actively part of organizations who's, like, was it one quote saying, like, you should go against the government if they decide to legalize Yeah, he said, if, yeah, basically, if they legalize gay yeah, marriage, you should take up arms against your... Yeah, he's easily moved into the your... political realm. He yeah. donates What's, to... Yeah, once you reach that point... Well, he, he, moved, yeah. he moved straight into the fucking wacko realm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the guy who wrote the Well, now, here's the, the, here's the thing. That you're so shocked I am. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Because once upon a time, he was... Privately crazy. Exactly. And Ender's Game is on its own. It is, and the whole, pretty much the Ender's Game series, they are excellent books. It's an excellent sci-fi story, and it's one of those that's actually very hard for me to, like, say, like, I want to recommend this to you. You should read this. God, I hate the author, and I want him to die. Please get it from the library. Don't give yeah, him Yeah, exactly. Money. Don't give him money. Okay, Go no get problem. it from the library. No Pirate it. Or just don't Pirating's it. bad, kids. Pirate it. Here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm actually not as big of a fan of the story of Ender's Game anymore. Uh, I, I think that it's got, it's got structural issues and that sort of thing. But it is a... Uh, a canonical piece of science fiction literature at this yeah. point, mm-hmm. so it gets referenced all over the place, and it, it's just considered like a. Yeah. It, it's like the equivalent of being a, a horror, a, like a gothic horror fan, and not reading Poe. No, no, I've, I have I have heard of it. I've just never gotten around to reading it. It's. I mean, I, I run into the same issue of like you know separate the author's po- politics from the author's work, um, and. Uh, I feel like uh, when, uh, what's his name, Paul Ryan was running for VP. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, I think we're actually like completely changing the question. I that's love okay. it. No, go on. Go on. Yeah, no, no, no. We can always, I've, I've got it right in front of me. We can always, I can always oh, rein you guys okay. back no, no, in. Okay, so Paul Ryan. Uh, so Paul Ryan said he really liked Ayn Rand's uh, stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but not her, her politics and a lot of, um, uh, and I did not like, you know, I'm not a fan of Paul Ryan, uh, but I thought Have it was a little. Have seen his workouts? They're fantastic. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Only 20 minutes a day, two times a week. Um... Uh, no, but uh, but I know a lot of my friends who are on the other 
opposite spectrum uh, politically from him, uh, you know, really got on the bandwagon of like, oh, well, clearly he likes Anne Rand um, and her politics. And I was just like, mm, we're all Lovecraft fans in this room. And so if you say that to him, then we are all wildly racist and also teetotalers. Uh, we are all against drinking. And well, this is a cocktail one party. One of those things wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, um, and so uh, and so, it's always interesting to hear about um, to like to hear about an author going completely off the deep end, um, and then like trying to sell that his or her work, yeah. um, because it, you know you I, I feel like do you feel like you guys are obligated even if say you have a text say you have a novel it's a wonderful literature. Um, and it doesn't really strike on any political chord, but you do know irrefutably that the author is a total raving lunatic who would would not bat an eyelash at doing some of the most what you would consider morally heinous things possible politically or or, or what have you. Do you feel ob- are you obligated to tell the person you're trying to you're trying to encourage to read this book about the author's politics? I wouldn't encourage to read the book. It's kind of like. Here's the thing. I think you, this question itself it has so many more layers. Like you can go beyond just book reading. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that question of, hey, if someone has their phone hacked and there's a f- picture of them naked that's leaked on the uh, internet, by, by you looking at it, it's mm-hmm. not going to hurt them. But would you still do it? It's it's back down to just, w- do you feel right about something? And it's like, you know, I I wouldn't. I I wouldn't look at that photo. I wouldn't if if, if it's that morally bad. I read books from people who I've said that I don't agree with them completely, but if it's something like that morally awful, like let's take up arms if gay marriage is allowed, mm-hmm. I if someone says, did you ever read Ender's Game? I'd say, yeah, I read it. It was pretty good. And they say, would you recommend um, me to read it? I'd be like, I don't really like the author, and, I don't like it, and it's hard for me to take that away. Mm. I think a story uh, – but like – but on, uh, what you were talking about with Paul Ryan, like him liking Ayn Rand – I don't view that as any way of him saying he supports her uh, ideals. It's just like I've read Anne Rand. I don't like her as a for her philosophy, but I loved Anthem and I loved Atlas Shrugged. I love all those. Uh, doesn't mean I agree with her. So uh, I guess my point is uh, I wouldn't recommend the book if I really hate the author that much. I really would have a hard time, and not if I just disagree with the author. If I absolutely am appalled by their like morality. I just would not recommend yeah, exactly. it. Just for the fact that I don't want that guy to have any money from me whatsoever. Yep. So how about if the person was dead say like Lovecraft? Like if Lovecraft were Logic's creating was still creating Cthulhu, would you be like yeah, it's scary and stuff, but you want to put all black people in camps. <laughs> well, I think I Lovecraft becomes a slightly different issue, uh, and I think a lot of these are slightly different issues than... Because David presented something very black and white. The story is one thing, this person is off the deep end in their personal life, and the two do not cross over. Mm-hmm. I think that actually happens very rarely. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more often, there's, there's small bleed over. Like, uh, Lovecraft, raving racist... His novels, little racist. Yeah, there's one star there called the Niggeroth. But there's also several moments. There's there's other ones that are are much less so. There's some that are are more so. So it becomes more of a continuum. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes 
you know, do I not recommend these at all because not only is the author horrific, but there is problematic content. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's it's a tenet of twenty first century feminism that it is okay to be a fan of problematic things. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when you're looking at things through a feminist perspective, you will never find something that is totally okay. <laughs> it it does not exist. But it's interesting because you say like uh, Ender's Game is canonical. Uh, I mean that sounds that sounds important, and if the author is the really thing. this bad, then um, it sounds like this is kind of the uh, the uh, example that I brought up, which is like it, I mean I haven't read the book. You can tell me if I'm incorrect here, but his politics don't bleed over. Current politics don't bleed over into the text. But if he is that bad right now, then. Um, you're not advocating for giving him money, but the question still remains: like, do you tell? Are you obligated to tell a person about this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, about the, the politics of the writer, or do you let the narrative stand on yeah, its that's, own? That's to me. There is no like black and white answer because again, mm-hmm. it, it really does depend on the book. Yeah. Some books will be separate from the author's politics. Some will be obviously pushing forward the author's politics. Mm-hmm. You know, depends on the book. In either case, though, whether the book does or doesn't. Uh, I will have two separate opinions. I will have an opinion on the book if I have read it, and I will have an opinion on the author. And just like I did now, I strongly recommend you do read Ender's Game. Mm-hmm. It is an interesting story, and it is very much it very much influenced a lot of what came after. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has been read uh, by by many other sci-fi authors. It is it's, it's canonical. It is it is one of sort of like those those big pillars of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, that said. I can't recommend it without bringing up, as we did, right. bringing up that, hey, but the author is very problematic. Well, I, I would bring up issues with, with Ender's Game even aside, you know, even before yeah. Orson Scott Card showed, you know, showed himself to be a horrendous bigot. It's like, yeah, Ender's Game, very important science fiction book. Oh my god, the girls are all wusses. Yes, it's like okay, it. yes, I should be happy that Petra even exists as a character, but holy shit, she starts crying whenever shit goes wrong for her in in the battle room. It's like no one else cries, and it goes really shitty for everyone that is an Ender. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. but she is a girl. So this has been Fandible. Thank you very much. And that was the was like Orson Scott Card does not advocate against women's equality or anything. Mm -hmm. But I think, especially once we know like his cultural background, his religious affiliations, become it begins to question. It's like, is that his personal view on on women's strength or lack thereof bleeding Mm -hmm. over into the text? Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think you know it is. It is, I think Dan, uh, Daniel said it best. It's really just a personal thing. I will not, re- I, like Anne Rand, if someone said, would you read Anthem? I was like, I love the book. And I probably not, might not bring up how much I disagree of her philosophy uh, on things. And she was not a very nice person. She was pretty awful. Mm-hmm. But I would not view it as an obligation to actually tell someone like how bad she was as a person. I would probably just recommend her literature. And that's just because, for me, uh, she's pushed enough buttons for me to recognize it, but she hasn't pushed the right combination of buttons for me to say, "I hate you so much as a person. I cannot. Re- I, I do. I cannot recommend your stuff to people." It's, but someone else, she may have pushed those buttons. For. Yeah, but someone else, someone mm-hmm. someone says that to me, I'm like, "Oh, I understand." Orson Scott, uh, a card. You know, honestly, I, he's he's as close as I can think of anybody is right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've gone that far with him, but I can understand if someone says, I don't like you enough as an author, 
uh, that I can't support your work in any way. But bringing it, bringing it yeah. uh, forward to like what's happening right now, part of what, why this is being brought up, a Ender's Game movie is being made. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And second, he was contracted by DC to write several issues mm-hmm. of yeah. Superman. Uh, and this oh, yeah. and this was a very big deal mm-hmm. when people came out and found out that Orson Scott Card was writing episodes of Superman. They were like, because Superman is this symbol. Mm-hmm. Superman is the superhero that is meant to be sort of like clean and, and all American and you know again the symbol of goodness and all that's right and proper and etc. Truth the world. justice, the truth American justice, way. the American way. Superman, mm-hmm. not fucking you know. Dildo Man. <laughs> Which, by the Which, way, um, I really love his reboot. I no, love yeah, Dildo yeah, Man's does reboot. Does amazing thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, his character's a little stiff. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it moves but, around a lot, but I mean, I really think that... Uh, but our uh, point is that, you know, there was a huge outcry against the whole Orson Scott Card thing to the point where, you know, basically DC had to go, all right, we're not doing this. His, uh, the illustrator pulled out. Yeah, the, the illustrator said there was so much negative... He yeah. never cited Orson Scott Because he didn't want to burn yes. bridges yeah, with DC. Yeah, but he's like, yes. you know, there's so much negative outcry, I feel it's taking away from the project I need to step down and yes. DC instead of immediately replacing him as an artist are like this is postponed indefinitely yeah, the, exactly. which is corporate speak for this is never going to see the light nice. of day see that's the thing about Dildo Man is the writer never pulls out <laughs> I mean, he's, just, yeah. he's just in there when it, yeah. no no you know yeah uh, so getting back to kids <laughs> <laughs> I like it because you can do the pounding <laughs> you think um, he can dish it out yeah, yeah. We're done. Guys, anyway, so uh, kids... Fanable.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, stamp of approval. No, no, I bring up the... I'm oh, sorry. I bring up the the, 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 uh, the kid characters in sci-fi and also um, in other films because my personal opinion, I think I've expressed this before, is that if you're going to put a kid as a prominent character in a movie, put him or her on the damn poster. So before I buy my <laughs> ticket, I know there's some round-faced little brat that's going to be like <laughs> pivotal to the... It's like fucking Chuck Norris and Bruce Willis and I'm like... Yeah, it's going to be awesome. They're fighting T-Rex in space. What? That's amazing. Featuring the kid from the TV version of, like, Full House. Like, what? What? No, 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 no. That, I mean, we're talking about Superman. I felt burned by Superman, uh, the the uh, the Superman Returns movie, mm. because I, I signed up to watch Superman Return, not Superman Return and babysit his kid. Uh, that really, really yeah. killed it yeah. for me. I think I was less decayed more of the rest of the movie. Um, no, because I'll watch anything in Kevin Spacey's in. I uh, really like Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. He was great. I said this but is, like, you've never seen another Superman movie, read a comic, anything. Yep. I, thought, I was like, like yeah, it's like, <laughs> yes, Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor. I buy this. Okay. Yeah. I have a hard, you know, the hard t- uh, part of it is kids make really stupid mistakes. Yeah. And the thing is, when I see a stupid mistake going on in a movie, it's like, that's so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But honestly, let's be honest with ourselves. Have, for anybody who's babysitting their siblings or kids or just watched kids or just, you know, Seen kids in action. They <laughs> Never seen shit. a kid in my yeah. life. <laughs> they do shit that you just kind of stare at and say, are you that stupid? Yeah, and yeah. It, I think it's kind of hard sometimes for a movie to basically define that role between believable, believably stupid and that's so stupid I doubt a kid could do it and then saying oh actually I guess he was like let's, let's sometimes say sometimes you have the genius savant who never makes any mistakes and it's like fuck you kid yeah I hate yeah. that kid like the kid who knows more than the adults I can't stand that so it's a really hard line like let's fucking take Carl Carl from The <laughs> oh, Walking Dead Carl. but here's the thing I, the house, Carl. I understand Carl running around all the time what I don't understand is his parents not taking yes. a belt to him <laughs> <laughs> People could say like, "Well, oh, that's child abuse." I'm like, I don't care when there's not, zombies not to everywhere. Him, to tie him up in the, in the house, yes, <laughs> something. It's like, yeah, 
I don't watch Walking Dead. Does this kid have like ADHD and just like run around all the time? He's actually better. Stupid writers. He's actually better about it this season, I'd say. But yep. th- for the second season, basically, they'd be like, where are you going? He's like, I'm just going to walk around the, uh, I'm going to walk around the yard. It's like, no, you're staying in the fucking cellar with a shotgun pointed at the door. There's zombies everywhere. <laughs> they need to do something to put drama into the second season. Yeah. So every time there's a problem, Carl was missing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's the thing that especially children in horror movies bothers me so much because horror is supposed to be about a very, uh, a very primal response. But the primal response I want to be seen and the repercussions from an adult point of view, mainly because there's a lot of like, there's a lot that goes into an adult being scared, a kid being scared. Granted, The Shining I think is a scary ass film, but it's not really about it's not really about the kid being scared. It's about like the wife being put in this horrible place. It's about Jack slowly going insane and being possessed, stuff like that. The kid is there. Uh, and I think he's kind of well done with the Jack Nicholson version. Maybe not the uh, uh, the the uh, dramatized uh, TV version. I actually saw it. They're actually both pretty good. Yeah, I, th- I, I just don't like that kid characters. Uh, um, but uh, a movie that perfectly uh, captures how I feel about how, what angers me about kids in horror films, bless you, uh, is uh, 28 Weeks Later, the sequel mm-hmm. to 28 Days Later. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Oh my god! Like, the entire premise is that the US military has stuff on lockdown. They're gonna try to, like, put another civiliz- uh, put some more people, uh, safely in, uh, England. And then everything goes wrong. Why? Because a kid! Because one kid! I mean, like, I, 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 it, maybe if it was like a metaphor for the youth destroying the older generation, it's, no, it's just a kid. It's yeah, just a, being stupid, not following rules. Not only does he ruin England and kills everyone in there because he has spoiler to. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? A rosebud's a sled, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not only does he, like, destroy England, then they get in a fucking helicopter, uh, fly yeah. over to Paris, and. The entire rest of the world is now fucked. I mean, yeah, thanks you to that one kid. might yeah. be yeah. able to hold off that infection, might be able to hold it off uh, for, like, North America and down, but you're pretty much screwed. Africa, a- uh, Asia, mm-hmm. Europe, I'm guessing probably Australia might not be looking good because they have those chains. People can easily go from boat to boat there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Australia will be fine, but uh, I don't know. But you pretty much screwed over at least, can we agree, Madagascar half the world. Is okay. Yeah, Madagascar is fine, of course, because they've locked down everything. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, But half the world screwed up because a kid wanted to be a dumbass. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I I think there are other things wrong with with 28 Weeks Later. Uh, The best opening ever, though. The best opening. I thought (laughs) I was going to have a cardiac arrest during that goddamn opening. I thought thought it was going to be like, as soon as that opening was done, 15 minutes in the movie, I said, this is probably going to be the best movie of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was the best opening I've ever seen in a movie. And also introduced us to the great Robert Carlyle, who's now the best thing about Once Upon a Time. He's fantastic. Which one's Robert Carlin? He's the the dad. Oh, he's the dad. That I mean, the dad's an idiot. And twenty weeks later, I'm just like that whole thing. Like uh, again, and I feel like they just turned a blind eye. The beginning, he's great. Oh yeah, it's great. And then it turns out that the uh, the 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 plumber and electrician and janitor can shut down the entire security system with a card. Like really, who did we outsource this shit to? It's insane. Sequester. Which brings me to my next question. So, Daniel and I are apparently in the movie reviewing business. Uh, do you guys have any it's ideas for for movies? Uh, rolling in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, any ideas for uh, for movies? Because we were spit, uh, spitballing and we came up with, I think, two. Willow. Uh, Willow. Willow. Oh, Willow. Willow. Back when short people... Willow. Oh. <laughs> Willow. 
Amazing! I did not even think about that. Val Kilmer was a potential actor. Yeah, that was that was like <laughs> that's what um the that's what the Lord of the Rings is based on. No, the Hobbit. I'm sorry, that's what the Hobbit is based on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, he just I don't know. Like Val Kilmer, here's the thing: like he's not horribly overweight right now, but he, the guy was known for being he was an action star. So yeah. now that you see him, you're like you're not giant, but you're not an action star yeah. anymore, man. What? He's Special great in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it's that. It's good. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is fantastic. It's Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like... Uh, I distinctly remember loving The Saint. Oh, yeah, The Saint. The Saint. Yeah. the Saint was very good, too. Uh, what else was Heat. he doing? Heat was great. Yeah, whatever happened to him? I don't know. See, he just dropped off and gained 40 pounds. I know. Like, like, well, the same is possible. Was... It happened because he dropped off. You're not getting work. Why the fuck should I put any effort into my mm-hmm. appearance? And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. I mean, that's why I dropped out of Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Um, but also, like, uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton ran shit in the early 90s, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And, like, I... What was the last thing that Toy he Story? was in? Uh, was he in Toy Story? No, no I'm sorry. My, my, who was Michael Keaton? Michael, I was thinking of... Uh, Batman? Just, Not bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 3. He was a uh, kid. Mm-hmm. Was, was he? Yeah, of really? course. Michael Keaton was totally Ken in uh, Toy Story 3. Okay, now we're looking this up. Oh, try, seriously, he's fantastic. He still has a very strong career. He was in Toy Story three. I, for some reason, I, I want to say Multiplicity as well because well, he was. Well, yeah. That was a couple years he ago. Was that was more but than a couple I know years he's ago. been doing a lot of voice work, but yeah, trust me, Toy Story three. Michael Keaton. Mm. He was Beetlejuice. He was Batman. He was fucking Ken in Toy Story three. Mm. I've never seen Toy Story. He 3, was so. indeed because he's in. Uh, yeah, Toy Story. Apparently, there's also he's been announced to be in a TV movie called Toy Story of Terror. I'm sorry, what? What, what channel for TV is Toy Sci-fi Story of Terror? Yeah, he's also uh, well, honestly, in... honestly, he's listed as Ken, so it could be like some Disney Halloween special show. Yeah, and he's also okay. in Toy Story Four. Apparently, that's that, going to be coming out. I, I'm not what? trusting that one quite as much. No, there's no Toy Story Four okay. yet, people. Toy Story: so Return in, of the Dead. He's in Thirty Rock. He's in the hundredth episode of Thirty Rock. Uh-huh. Oh, I do remember that. Um, Toy Story Five. Toy Harder. <laughs> yeah, Toy Toy definitely doing Toy. some voiceover. Yeah, he's right. in Cars. Yeah, he did, yeah. Seriously, he was. Yeah, he's doing so a lot of Disney stuff. Ooh. He does a lot more character acting stuff. Like yeah. anything, he doesn't play Michael Keaton. He says, "I want to be a weird character." He's kind of a. Uh, I mean, I view him as like how Johnny Depp. <coughs> like if Johnny Depp had his initial boost when he was young mm-hmm. he likes playing weird shit mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of like oh yeah we like, you know. and then he's done like you know he just does i know he does a lot of yeah it looks too. like yeah definitely voiceover work video games uh video that games sort of yeah he's uh he's done black call of duty call black of duty. ops 2 really yep i feel and... like everybody's done video games now 10 years yeah. ago it would be unheard of to well, hear think about it i mean movies are you know the, the acting they need as many jobs as they can and so obviously video voice... games right now make so much more money than movies currently yeah well if yeah if uh, you can get hit, not so much more more than movies or it's just so much more opportunity everybody needs a voice actor for something yeah. in a video game I it's when also... i first heard like like uh, one of the wing commander games and they got mark hamill to do a yep. voice oh, yeah. and this was this was like on the cover of the game yeah. mark hamill is a voice in yeah, this exactly. game yeah. buy it because mark hamill <laughs> is doing something in this game yeah exactly now it's like so commonplace that you don't even find out like well, michael keaton was doing this <laughs> exactly like, yeah. patrick stewart uh, whatever i found like patrick Dude, stewart is oh, like patrick elder scrolls what yeah yeah you see uh, what's the name of the film dragon stone dragon blood he was no. Yes, yeah, the, the game he did. He he was a voice for. Yeah, was and then who was it? Uh, then Mass Effect Three had uh, 
What's his name? Uh, I'm going to say Ben Kingsley because he will take anything at this point. It was at the... What's your name? It's so the, sad. The ben Kingsley. What happened, man? Uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen was in Mass Effect. Uh, oh, yeah. He was the elusive man. Yes. 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 No, you are thinking of Marina Sirtis. Thank you. Yes. Okay, yes. oh, so what was the ben question? Is the <laughs> I will say, Val Kilmer's still working, people. Yeah, oh, he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. 2013, he's in McGruber. Riddle. Yeah. Uh... Uh, yes, he was in McGruber. Thank yeah. you for looking over my shoulder. It no, is. I knew it because he was the bad guy. Because that's like the first time I saw him in years. He's like, also Ow. done a video game. He did a Spider-Man video game. He I was Doctor Walker Sloan. Mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, he was on Saturday Night Live. Apparently, he was uncredited though. Mm. How do you un? You know what? Never you just mind. make an appearance. Okay. In a scheme, like someone open the door and there's Val Kilmer or George Clooney or Val that's awesome. They just look at him like, what happened to you? Now? So, yeah, I, I would <laughs> say Val Kilmer's been working quite consistently. Mm-hmm. He was the voice of Kit in the new Knight Rider TV series. Oh, wow, how did that do? Well, it was uh, canceled in 2009. Yeah. It premiered in 2008. Stuck... Uh, like... <laughs> it was canceled in 2009, premiered in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> um... And also, I mean, how did... you're the title character and you're uncredited. It Val Kilmer is not credited in the show as the voice of Kit. Oh god, that just makes me wonder if he like heard the first episode or saw the first episode. He's like, I'm taking my name off this project. Exactly. He does a lot of shit uncredited. He was in the Love Guru, which I can't really blame him yeah, for taking yeah. his name out of. But he <sighs> played himself. Robbed so. for the Oscar. Just robbed. He was also in. I need to find this. He was Moses in the Ten Commandments, the musical. What? What? There's a musical for that? 2006. Why wouldn't there be a musical? There's, the Bibles always have musicals. They have vegetables. Look at that musicals. cover. Look at that poster. That is. Uh, wow, that looks like he's about to kill someone. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we're, we're, we're going to encourage you to look up on IMDb the Ten Commandments musical with Val Kilmer. Uh, it's the pretty intense. Yeah. Without <laughs> commandments. Exactly. But, no, who are you? He lost everything his wife, his children, and then he climbed a mountain. But really, I mean, what's the Ten Commandments going to sound like? That may be like, Thou shalt not kill. Okay, Cry, like. <laughs> yes! Okay, move it. Oh, okay, for Sutherland. Now it's good. Anyway, so, so, um, so movies to review, and also, like, do, does anybody else want to get in on the, uh, on, on the fight? Um, oh, oh, because uh, it's. Because the movies, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Legend. Legend? With, uh, what's. Uh, Tom oh my Cruise. god, Tom Cruise! Yes. Yeah. Oh my Tom god, Cruise. and then uh, uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry yes. is the devil oh in that. Oh my god, legend! And of course, yeah. I never said it before. Uh, I definitely want to see um, uh, Demon Knight. Demon Knight. Yes. Not Bordello of Blood. That sucked. No. I, I wonder if it would be. Uh, I wonder. My my voice went very high there for no reason. Time <laughs> cop. I wonder. Time oh, Time uh, Cup. Oh, only thing oh, I remember about Time Cup is when he leaps up. Yeah, like, it looks like a split. split yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, thank God, you're you're small. Which leads to the Street Fighter movie. No, oh, no, yes. you bite, bite that tongue, heathen. You're gonna oh, be wait, watching. no, wait. So long as we're throwing out bad movies, because I, I want to see who writes the pro on this. Fucking Super Mario Brothers. Oh, oh. No. I can tell you the pro. Awesome. I can tell you exactly the pro for that. John Leguizamo. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'll I'll throw it out there. I happen to love Super Mario. Dude, Brothers. I love the movie. Yeah. Have, have you ever? Have you guys ever used s- jokes from that? The Goombas <laughs> are dancing. <laughs> the Goombas, you know? of course. Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. Um, so but the um, fungus lies. Have you guys? What? Have you guys <laughs> seen the D and D movie? Yes. 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 Awful. Yes, God. Never oh, saw it. So bad. I saw. I, I went to. see I it rolled in the twenty theater. on my dodge, and I never <laughs> saw it. I went to see it in the theater because because it was the D and D movie. I was oh, like, well, poor man. This is what. I have to do this. Yeah. I didn't really have any desires. Like, 
I have to do this, guys. Uh-huh. I learned to read with the D and D books. Uh-huh. Everybody else was, you know, C spot run, run spot run. I'm like, C D McGargan attack, safe versus death. <laughs> <laughs> These were the first words I read. Uh, so um, disappointing. I did the same. Thing. No, Jesus no. Uh, there, there was one shining point, uh, and this, uh, this, it became my, my, it became my desktop background for years, which was. When the Wayans died. Yeah. <laughs> when the Wayans died, and he's there sprawled on the grass, and the camera pulls away, and it's the most beautiful thing I've seen. Really? It, was, it was my desktop background, just just a dead Wayans. Yes. It was beautiful. Wayans. Yeah, and then unfortunately they went on to make the scary movie franchise, and, and I just yeah. don't understand. I mean, you want proof that there's no God? There's there you no go. Yeah. First one, hilarious. Second one, okay, cute. Third one, what are you doing? Yeah. Fourth one. <laughs> Okay. Stop Fifth it. one. Stop. Stop. Six. Stop. 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 It just keeps on going. Yeah, we, like, we get it. Technically, we're at five. They just did five, and that's. We get it. Gay people. Jizz. Yeah. Nudity. Penis. We get it. Penis. Penis. We get it. As long we as get it. it. The, oh, I mean, the disaster only... movie series. Like, oh my disaster God. movie, like, oh, it's superhero movies. Superhero. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all fucking spinoffs. Yeah, they're all terrible. I think that, actually that the Wyans moved on to the spinoffs, so now that yeah. the actual scary movies are done by someone else. Do you think they're actually funny? Like, I no? I, mm-hmm. I've never seen a single one of these movies. You know what I bet? Um, so I actually like what was way. it called? Uh, not another teen movie. So good. Actually, so good. I love that part when the guy's like, uh, he, he instead of acting like you know he's acting black, he's like. I'm acting Asian. These are my people. And he goes up to like these two Asian guys and he's like, Kanishiwa, bitches! And they just kind of look really offended and they walk by and then suddenly they just turn around and jump kick him in the face. Yeah, you know, as, as, as one of the Asian guys walking by, he just kind of casually glances back and just like sidekicks him in the face. Um, okay. No, it's... Uh, not Another Teen Movie is funny because unlike the Scary Movie franchise, which is basically... Which is ostensibly... Which is... At the beginning it's supposed to be... Um, making fun of, like, the scary movie tropes, it really just becomes about, like, fucking dick jokes and pot jokes and stuff and whatever. Um, Here's the thing. Around, like, shortly after Scary... Or shortly before Scary Movie came out, we already had the movie that made fun of all those tropes, and it was called... Scream! Scream. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Then they made fun of Scream. And I'm like, why are you making fun of the parody? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You've gone way too far now. This is is not going to be unique and amusing. Exactly. Scream was funny because it's a deconstruction. You know, the characters treat it very seriously. The characters are in a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Except that you've got the genre savvy person explaining how Mm -hmm. they're in Mm -hmm. the horror movie. It's still terrifying. Yeah. Even if you know what's going on. Uh, Scary movie is like, look, penis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what you're saying about not another teen movie, it's just, it's funny because they actually, they make a bad teen movie and that's the humor of it. They throw all the things but overboard it. One of the funniest things is got to be like uh, there's a scene at like a junior prom or something where two guys are standing near the punch bowl and you see everybody um, like all these people dancing and then classic to a teen movie the entire crowd starts doing this synchronized dance and it cuts to the two guys talking the punch bowl is like it's like man I can't believe that Susie showed up with Donnie and the other guy's like yeah I also can't believe we go to a school entirely full of dance prof- professionals. <laughs> and it just comes to them doing this really intricate synchronized dancing. Oh, God. It's brilliant. It's it's really funny. Um, oh, I love when the guy, uh, the only black guy in the movie, he walks into like the party and he sees another black guy just like you know pouring some punch. And he goes, walks up, he's like, "Hey, hey, dude, dude!" And the guy looks up, he's like, "Oh shit, man." I'm sorry. He's like, no, nah, that's all right. You can find your own potty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The token black guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, I just love it because they both look and they realize, like, oh, my bad. That was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it very much makes fun of yeah, of the genre, whereas Scary Movie is kind of like making fun of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, oh, my God. Oh, what was that? Um, 
God, 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 God. I'm trying to think of uh, uh, what the, we still haven't watched that stupid movie about Dungeons and Dragons driving you crazy. Uh, oh, with, uh, monsters and mazes. Monsters okay. and mazes. I, I, I feel like that should. Tom be, Hanks. I feel like yeah. that should be next because I'd love to defend that. I'd love to defend that <laughs> yeah. monsters and mazes. Yeah. How, how it really helped. Get... Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was so bad. Yeah. I feel like we should have like a movie night where maybe um, maybe Fanable gets together and uh, has a. We all have to sit through something atrocious, kind of like the three of us did for uh, uh, Grave Encounters Two. That was so disappointing. I mean, yeah, it was just uh, same script, new new assholes. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, and then and then maybe we could write like five different <laughs> five different takes on a horrible movie. Uh, team Pro, Team Con. Oh, you know, you know, David, you usually are the one to ask all the great questions. Questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Um, here's what I always run into. Thing, you know, mm-hmm. I uh, I love zombies. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them in games. I love them in books. I love them in uh, movies. I love them in TV. I love them. But they're always everywhere. I mean, and everybody's always complaining. It's like, you know, I used to love zombies until, you know, they just got overused and I can't stand them anymore. Mm-hmm. Is there anything out there that you love so much that you could just... No matter how many times it's used, you can always forgive it. I mean, for me, it's zombies. I love zombies in anything. The idea of survival horror is fantastic when it comes to zombies. Is there anything that you're like, oh, I don't care how many times I've seen this remake over and over again. I still love it. I will watch a musical. Musical? You saw me sit, sit and suffer through freaking Les Mis. The only reason I sat through that whole movie is like, I, I owe this as a theater geek. I need to watch this. Jesus Christ, it's terrible. Really? So that man? Oh, yeah, well, Les Mis, is, the great thing about Les Mis is on stage it's fantastic because you're like, oh, my God, they're firing cannons and shit. But in the movie, you're like, oh, they're firing cannons, cool. Is, uh, is boobs a valid answer to this question? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's true for any guy, I think. Yeah. You might want really? to, you you might just, there's never been a movie where you've seen so many boobs after a while, you just kind of like... The erection goes down. You're just, they're just there. Like, oh, you mean like the second bordello of blood or some shit? Like oh, one yeah. of those films where you like you sit down. And you're like, okay, I am going to feel bad about every single actor I see in this film. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna shake my head in pity. Um, I think there is definitely a time and boob. Like there's a time. There's a time like, and place for boob. No, no, no. Talk, there's no. Really? Cause my watch says <laughs> booby time. No, I think so. Is my calculator. The Check amount of boob, <laughs> I think the amount of boobs that you see in a movie. Uh, Definitely kind of goes down like it, uh, awesome is like when you get a flash of boob. You're like, was that? it's kind of like when you like smell something that you really like. What was that? Mm-hmm. Is that like, what's going on? <laughs> like, you get excited. You're like, yes. But when you when it's just there, you're like, awesome boobs, and you're like, oh, the boobs are still there. Yeah. About after about two minutes. Okay. You're like, okay. Maybe during an autopsy scene. That's when I'm tired of boobs. Yeah. Yeah. You think? So? Yeah. You know, I like think it's a little creepy. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or like in a or like in a one of the uh, what Night of uh, Return of the Living Dead series. Um, I thought the first Return of the Living Living Dead series is funny because it's making fun of punk rockers yeah. and this the straight lace guy. And there's the random scene where the really hot um, redhead girl, yeah, just yeah. takes off her clothes in the middle of a a a, 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 graveyard. a graveyard. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> He knows. Um, but, yeah, yeah, he's watching in his mind right now. Exactly. Um, and uh, you're like, that's 13 minutes and 14 seconds uh, mm-hmm. into the film. Um, no, but like, she takes off her clothes randomly in the scene, like, starts dancing around. And like, when I first saw it, I was a little too young to understand other than something other than this is the best movie ever. But <laughs> I then, think that too. But I was watching my grandmother. At the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very awkward moment. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I guess that's when boobs would be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> grannies in their room. Okay. Um, so, the, Grandma, hell of a wreck, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. The shower scene from uh, from uh, Starship Troopers. 
Like, you know, there's boobs. Yeah. And then they're just talking about, like, you know, education and I want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I'm like, oh, there's boobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. after, at first, it's like, boobs. Well, did it, did it boobs. become, like, too much and, like, this should not exist anymore? Or was it just, like, and now I'm used to it? Because this is actually, this is a co- this is a scene, this mm-hmm. is a context where it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it just was, I'm just used oh, to it. the end of the first Resident Evil film where uh, Mila Jovovich wakes up and she's basically wearing nothing and she's got all those, like, electrodes because on her body. Mila Jovovich. Exactly. Yes. But the thing is, like, I, I saw a buddy of mine and afterwards I was just like, that ending was kind of weird. He's like, I couldn't even pay attention. I was just looking at the naked woman. And I was like, really? really? I'm like waking up on a slab, like it's cold. Maybe I just have too much like sympathy stuff when I watch a film. Like, <laughs> oh my god, time. put on some clothes. <laughs> yeah. you, must, you must be so cold right now. <laughs> I feel that often about Mila Jovovich movies. Yeah. And I love some of them. I mean, The Fifth Element is amazing. Yes. But, but, but Jesus, where's something out of the bandages? Mm-hmm. Who thought that was a good idea? And why did we have people to get a shot who of know naked? what cosplayers are? <laughs> That's who thought it was a good idea. I thought she was fantastic. I, I liked everything about the Fifth Element. I was yes. okay for costume, but in Resident Evil, I just think it's like, why are you running around naked? Why? Wh- or in that scene, like when she's all this horrible things happen, and she wakes up and she's just plugged in. I'm like. Did no one just throw a towel over that? Yeah, like, like, or put a blanket, or put a fucking paper gown? Yeah, exactly. We don't have Johnnies in the future, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, like Umbrella Corps makes everything except for reasonable patient wear. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's really where we stop. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they've gone too far at that point. Exactly. Yeah, that's more of Halliburton's deal. Yeah. Uh, they make that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so zombies, boobies, musicals. Okay. Oh, you want? Movies about zombie musicals? Movies about zombie musicals? No, no, no. Okay. Several okay. Ladies. What were you going to say? I think the uh, uh, proper sentence there is musicals about zombie boobs. This is why I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you must suffer so much. Movies, <laughs> you must suffer so movies, much. Movies, games, and books set in weird, fantastical worlds. And it can't, like, there's a lot of movies and stuff like just said, like, let's you be say weird, Avatar, we're going to fight. That's not, Avatar is just no. Okay. It has some, like, you know, good writing in it. Avatar is not set in a weird fantastical world. Avatar is just Fern Gully for grown-ups. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Minus Gully. Tim Curry. Yeah. Minus yeah. Tim Curry, which, which is... makes it automatically inferior. Planescape, Labyrinth, uh, The Phantom Tollbooth. I uh, was a fourth one I was just thinking of. Whatever. The Fifth Element. All those are, like, just their, their own settings, their own, like, but everything's so bizarre. I just love watching those type of things. So you don't think you'd ever get tired, like, tired of those at all? No. Just, like, awesome. it, just, as long as they keep exploring it. Cool, cool. David, you got one? Um, I feel like martial arts, honestly, like like stylized fight scenes. Oh, like, like the Matrix, it, like people just leaping yeah, up and exactly, like shoot. stuff like that, or even like the Born Identity. Like the first Born uh, movie uh, was was cool because you knew that um, the the fighting style they're using is very real, and even though it's vicious, it's still composed in such a way. You know, I don't like the like the Rocky. Um, the Rocky style, like brawling or like, you know, a, a brawl in a saloon and stuff like that, where it's like, you know, you kind of basically it's all from the shoulder and it's just big guys hitting guys. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't find equilibrium. Equilibrium. Oh, equilibrium. I have not seen it. I've no, not seen it. Equilibrium. Is this, is this entire recording going to be you guys freaking out on me? Yes. Oh, well, no, we freaked they, out they have, earlier. Here's how cool equilibrium. They have martial arts fights. Gunkata. Yeah, they have have, have martial arts fights, but instead of like with their fist, they have a gun in each hand. Yeah. So they're literally fighting hand to hand with guns. Yes. And it is the best thing in the world. I think they've missed the point of guns. (laughs) But here's the thing because the the whole thing is that it's a martial art that's basically designed around probability. Like, you basically have these guns, and the whole thing is that. As you practice it, you know where your opponent is, where your opponent is most likely to be, so you know where to aim before he gets there. 
So that that's the whole point of the. That's just called world. leading your target. Hunters do that. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Are you telling the me movie, there's a bunch the, of dudes with the movie, yellow vests makes, like the doing movie, gun it makes sense. <laughs> They're not. Now, in the mm-hmm. movie, it makes sense because it's basically like it's you know take again like martial arts, yeah. like martial arts, like taken to this mm-hmm. ridiculous level where like you know it's like and are you going to be over there? So I'm going to shoot over here. <laughs> you know, hit you over oh, there. That's so, that sort of level. So yeah. I practice gun cutters when I'm drunk playing buck hunter at a bar. <laughs> Good to know because those little fuckers are fast. Um, yeah, so I'd say I'd say martial or stylized stylized fighting when when violence is necessary. Um, I I like that. I I, I I don't know. It's just like some sort of uh, because I recognize it in in the in the setting of the film. I like it because it's very flashy and shit. But also out you know in the production of the film, like man, that did not just kind of happen. Like you know, setting up a fight scene is one thing, but setting up like a nice stylized fight scene is really a lot of work. And I appreciate another that. movie by the way. Uh, Who am I? Uh, Jackie. Oh, wow. love that film. Yes. Yes. So love good. that film. I love the fact when he- it's such a bad acting, but the yeah. fight scenes when it's like, yeah. oh, he's getting his ass kicked and he doesn't wear shoes. Oh, I found clogs. I'm like, you're fucking strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's wood yes. exactly. Tokyo shit yeah. right there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got one that I never get tired of. And I've, even if it's the movie's bad, and there's plenty of bad ones, there's millions of bad ones. I still love it. Credits, credits. <laughs> but also, uh, point of view found footages. Uh, yeah, fucking yep. love you're right. It. I'm the same way. I cannot get enough of the Blair Witch Project style horror movie. I, I know, love that. I stuff. know people like, like it's bullshit. It's like I know, but I fucking love it. Like I mean, it can make it can make a, a, a movie that's a D into a C automatically for me. Yeah, I mean that or was Grave Encounters too. Like um, it's still I still sat through the whole thing. Thing, not once questioning why I was watching the whole thing because it was point of it was it was point of uh, view stuff. Though there are those uh, what's that company and like based out of Taiwan or some shit that makes all those knockoff movies. Um, so for instance, they made a knockoff of Paranormal Activities called like Ghostly Activity or, or something, something like, like that. that yeah. And like you see them on Netflix. Oh, oh, yeah. Paranormal event. Something yeah, Paranormal like events. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's like okay, so Paranormal Activity in the movie you can kind of see through inside, kind of peek behind the curtain. But the trick is like how they. It's how they do these really basic things. So, like, how do they open all of the cupboards at the same time? And it's like, oh, well, it's an angle and light and stuff. But it's still clever how they did it. Um, Paranormal whatever, like, the knockoff film, is literally, like, you could just say, like, it's just angled so that you can't see the intern inside the cupboard opening and shutting the cupboard. Like, it's so bad. That's that's where my, my yeah. line is drawn. Um, that is absolutely where my line is drawn. Um, especially, um, oh, what, what uh, it, it, a follow-up question. What aspect of a film, regardless of how well it's recommended to you, will immediately turn you off to the film? Boobs. Lack thereof. That's not true. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Call me out on that one, um, No, okay, so it's, it's boobs. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's I legitimately, like, any time where there is a gratuitous boob shot, I'm like, done. I'm actually kind of the same way. Uh, well, I won't turn a film off, but I will roll my eyes. But if it becomes a problem, I will stop because it is distracting. Yes, listeners, I am that kind of liberal. Uh, yeah, raise, I, okay, I don't think I, just from like topless shots, I've never turned off a movie, but it's definitely been like, and this is going down in my estimation. And the longer she's half naked, the mm-hmm. farther I'm, yeah, down. I'm it's trying to think to of a movie that's happened to me because occasionally, like sometimes if it just boobs, I'm like, cool boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's sometimes I'm like, this is just unneeded. <laughs> like what? What's I? Okay. Oh, oh, I know. Perfect. Uh, there's an anime series uh, called, uh, and it's a, a great concept. Boobs? No, no. What? It's called it's called High School of the Dead. Or, oh, or uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I fucking love it. I mean, it's a great idea. Zombies break out. It's bloody. People, it, it, decent it's story. Got, it's got some really good animation overall. Yeah, yeah. But, but every five seconds, there's panties, there's boobs, there's boobs, there's this, panties. This there's is a panties, series that boobs. has the infamous shot where there's a bullet and they go into bullet time. Oh, God. And we follow the bullet as the girl leans back, Matrix, again, Matrix style in the Neo. You're kidding me. The bullet goes no. between her breasts, which are jiggling in bullet time. <laughs> yeah. In a way that does not in a make way, any yeah. physical yeah, exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. These are like magical boobs that are like literally weaving around the yeah, bullet. Yeah, they utilize their own gravitational yes. pull. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's such a... I love the series. I would have given it an easy... A for like I fucking love this. Yes. It went down as a C. Uh, it's, C minus. Did you even finish it? Or oh, I finished. It's okay. obvious. I mean, like okay, I said, okay. like we just no, talked about it. It's it's obvious. Obvious. There was so much really just got distracted from the actual, the actual good movie in the first. Oh, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he finished. No, but I actually see your point. It, fans, uh, uh, fan this, service. Yeah, that's the perfect way to explain it. Uh, too much fan service really annoys the shit out of me, and I think that's what happened with Resident Evil at the end when she's just laying there naked. It just there was really no point to it. I'm okay yes. with nudity. Like, uh, Starship Troopers, when they're uh, in the shower, it's like, okay, whatever, they're in the shower. That's, like, a normal response. Or when they're about to have sex, like, he pulls off her shirt, they're making out. It's like, that that is realistic. I understand why A got to B and why B removed C. <laughs> that is perfectly logical. But when it's just like, why are you naked at this point? It completely just throws me. I mean, going back, to, going back to Scream, that's why, uh, what was it, the second Scream, I believe, where uh, Jenny McCarthy uh, is playing a character who's like on the phone with her uh, agent. And she's going over a script of uh, slash two or stab two, and she was like, she was like, hell, I just don't, I don't like these lines. There's no character. She's like, look at, listen to this line. He's like, the guy calls up, and I say, oh, hold on, let me go put some clothes on. Like, why am I naked? Why am I always walking around in a bath towel? She's like, you would think this character only showers twenty like hours of the day. Um, so. Uh, it, uh, Apropos to what you guys are talking about with, the, with with boobs being both the best and the worst thing, I feel like it's a very complicated conversation. Uh, is uh, is is um, uh, is uh, the story of not the story of Ricky uh, Walk Hard? Um, yeah, the gratuitous dick scene in Walk Hard is probably one of my favorite fucking like send offs of the of gratuitous nudity scene. Have you guys seen that? No, but I I do. Oh like my god! The, yeah, the uh, opposites of like. Of, of boobs, like mm-hmm. when it's gratuitous dick, mm-hmm. I laugh my ass. No, this is amazing. Like they, they so God, so many people in theater got so fucking uncomfortable during this scene. Like so many guys. Like, I just love. I, I know what you're thinking of. Uh, forgetting say, Sarah Marshall. When, when oh yeah, just drops out, and it could have just been more perfect where it jo- showed his ass, and you're like, oh, she's clearly seeing his penis. But the fact that they just Nope. Cut, to, then, cut two seconds. Jiggles. Jiggles a little bit. It's just like, it makes, it almost says like, you're making fun of the, like, oh, I'm dropping my boobs out now. And yeah. This is artistic. I yeah. could not, I love, whenever there's dicks, I laugh so hard. I could say something. Yeah, not, yeah no, anybody, not, anybody? No. Okay, we're all finished. <laughs> so, so there's a dick scene in Walk Hard. There is, in Walk Hard, there is a, there's a really hilarious scene where, uh, where it's after it's it's post uh, like giant orgy. Now, Walk Hard is a is is a send off of um, of uh, uh, the Man in Black. Uh, mm-hmm. The when the man comes around, uh, Johnny Cash. Yes. Thank you, Johnny Cash. Uh, Johnny Cash's uh, biography. And so um, and so, there's like this po- post um, orgy uh, point where basically it's like all of these naked women, but also 
all of the main characters are butt fucking naked, and it's like so in your face. It's like, like for instance, like like uh, like Dewey will stand up and like it will stay level with his penis <laughs> as he like walks around, and then like for instance, like he sits down to answer the phone, and this and you just see a guy, just a guy's. Um, like hips and dick walk up and, and just lower down a cup of coffee and like it's literally so close to the main actor's face that if he had turned to the left that he just like he was right there and it's just that over and over and it was like hilarious but it was like this um, uh, Will Ferrell and um, and uh, John C. Riley love doing that in their films they love I mean like look at Will Ferrell's uh, last um, Broadway performance as the president um uh, you're welcome, America. Like, in the first five minutes, they throw up a picture of his penis on the fucking wall. Like, for no reason. They, they just, like, you know, they really kind of, like, ram home the nudity thing. Ram home. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. I was holding on to that one, and now I'm finished. You're finished. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say, for me, bad audio, actually, strangely, uh, like, can really ruin it for me. If the audio is bad, if I have to, like, turn up the turn up my headphones or turn up the audio to such a point where you hear that, like, then I, I, like, can't finish the movie. Well, then you can't apparently listen to the first uh, couple episodes yeah. of Hannibal. First yeah. couple is is yeah. gracious. <laughs> um uh, yeah, so I, I think I think that'll do it. Also, um, yes, yeah, sc- like scantily clad women for no goddamn reason. Uh, there's like a couple. Okay, what's um? There's uh there's some um there's some horror house out there that makes really bad slasher films. Uh, maybe not bad. You know, if they're listening, yeah. I I appreciate slasher films. Um, it's not Fandango. It's 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 not f- it's F something. It's not Fandible. We don't make slasher films. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fair House. Yeah. No, no. Anyways, uh, we'll 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 pull it up uh, later. And um, and my sister and I like r- rented this like because we love horror films, and so we rented this horror film. It's called like Sorry, Freak Show Fangora. or something like Fangora. Fangora. Yeah, yeah, it's Fangora. Fangora. Yeah, Fangora. And like pretty much everything I've seen in Fangora, like it starts off okay, but then there's that random scene where like, excuse me, in this particular. Um, Film, uh, mom and uh, daughter were just randomly in their underwear talking about stuff while they're, like, unpacking at a hotel that they just got to. And it's just like, this is... I really had to check the back of the uh, CD, uh, the DVD, because I'm like... They accidentally went born. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, really? Because I guess the covers look the same. (laughs) Um, Like, and stuff like that. Like, you know, my sister and I were just like, nothing that happens after this is uh, is going to be okay because we're constantly going to be like kind of like bracing ourselves for this random sexualization sexualization of these characters and like yes that's part of the trope of a horror film is like like people are sexualized um and hopefully going forward we'll see more men sexualized women sexualized and everyone will be sexual sexualized and dead that's what i want um <laughs> same with the zombie movie i think yeah pretty much um but like that and bad audio just like random Random, uh, like, scantily clad stuff and bad audio. Um, uh, I hate yeah. uh, excessive gore. This is coming from a zombie movie. Mm. Like, I really... But I really... I don't mind, like, gore in zombie movies, honestly, though it can ruin it for me where it's just people get pulled apart. It's like, wow, the human body does not work that way. <laughs> uh, but I've seen it done okay. But I really hate, like, torture porn. Just, like... Yeah. Right, and now, porn that, honestly, that's that's what I was going to say. I, yeah. I can't stand torture yeah. porn. I'm I will, with you I will leave. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched one... I watched about one minute of the start of, like, when they start getting it with uh, the human centipede. <gasps> And I just stopped. Like, I'm done. I'm, I can't. It's so gross to me. And people always say, like, that's the beauty of horror. And I almost think no. it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's just cheap. Mm-hmm. And here's another one that I, I, I love. I used to love them a lot, but I get really tired of them now, especially if it's the same director. Sorry, M. Night, Shyamalan, Ding Dong. <laughs> yep. uh, I hate twists. 
twists. Like I, mean, I love like, I love twists, but when you're the same director, it, it, when, and I know it's just, when you go to the M Night Shyamalan film uh, for the past couple, you know they're the fucking you know at the end. Yeah, from the very beginning, twist. you're like, All so, right, so you're looking for it. Yeah, you're looking for yes. it the entire time. They're like, what's going on? What's going on? And it takes me away from the movie. So I hate uh, when a director has been known for his twist, uh, or or when a director is known for something. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, you know, like a trick. like That is uh, integral to the plot. You yeah. know, like Tarantino is known for ridiculous amounts of blood and, and violence. It's like, okay, I go in expecting that, that something to almost look forward to, yeah. as opposed to trying to figure out the twist, which is going to take me away from enjoying exactly. the plot as like, it happens. Exactly, like M. Night Shyamalan. I like, like, I like a lot of his stuff, surprisingly, even the stuff that people don't like. But after a while, it's like, what's the twist? And I can usually guess it when you actually aren't mm-hmm. are looking for it. He, that's kind of the thing about what The Sixth Sense... The Sixth Sense is very easy to guess. Mm-hmm. I actually had a friend who the, the entire time... You weren't, you weren't expecting yeah, Exactly, you weren't expected. I had a friend who actually thought, like, you know, he got shot and he, got, and that, and he leans back. He's like... And the movie starts when he's talking to the kid. He's like, oh, he's a ghost now. Okay. And the entire time, you know, so when it comes out, it's like, you know, he's dead. And his girlfriend's like, oh, my God. He's like... What? You didn't see it? <laughs> you didn't see it? And she's like, you saw it? And he's like, wait, wait, wait. The entire I thought I thought the entire thing was he was a ghost. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like and he's like I totally ruined it for me. He's like I I, I like the movie, but I really did think it was a movie about a kid and his ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, a kid and his ghost, like yeah. Casper. Yeah, exactly. It's adorable. So I hate when directors get to know so it, for a trick that really affects the movie. So I start just watching for that trick. Mm-hmm. So a uh, quick question. This is probably going to be the last question. Mm-hmm. I think we're uh, winding down. Yeah. Uh, but what um, between the two, which would uh, which uh, could you do more without uh, gratuitous uh, gratuitous violence or gratuitous nudity in a film? Nudity. If you had to sit through one. Nudity. Yeah, nudity, unfortunately. Yeah. I would say, like, I, I, I would rather... So, like, morally opposed to either of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because um, I can't sit through either. I, but, just gratuities like, in general, just... Yeah. I mean, yeah. gratuity implies, you know. Here's the thing, I don't, and here's the definitely thing I, I would want to avoid. I guess I might say violence, because I can ignore nudity to a point, but when here's the thing I get really, uh, what really is uncomfortable, when it's gratuitous, violent nudity. Uh, where it's basically now we're just gonna have like a rape scene and it's like, yeah, all oh, those are boobs so and basically they're raped. Violence upon women. Yeah, okay. violence upon yeah. women it's even like I've seen like even Human Centipede they actually like I know they have like violence against men in that sexual like mm. nature it's really uncomfortable and I cannot stand yeah, they never watch like, any the whales have eyes yeah uh, I know Angela we the whales have eyes the hills have eyes oh the hills have we eyes. saw it and Angela ended up leaving and I was and she, uh, she walked out and I came out and she's like are you angry that I left I'm like no I just had to, I sat through it because I can't leave a movie but I understand that completely because it wasn't mm-hmm. it, it was really just like in my face to the point where it's like I don't want to watch this yeah, try, try not to watch any Japanese horror no, I I don't watch that. I can't watch um, Japanese horror. Here's why. Here's why it's hard for me to to make the choice there because it's like ninety percent of movies, the gratuitous nudity is going to be someone that looks like me, and the gratuitous violence is going to be against someone that looks like me. So that makes it much harder to watch from. Oh. <laughs> I just thought that maybe every time you see a woman on screen, you just see your face superimposed. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no. Oh, okay. no, but it's, it's going to be that's just you. Mm-hmm. it's going to be naked women, and it's going to be violence against women most yes. of the yeah. time. No, and that's that's not entertaining to me. No. You the, know, on, on any level, so it just becomes like, why would I want to watch either of those? No, then I, don't watch the Tracer. I just finished watching that film. It's uh, to be clear, Korean cinema, Korean great cinema, like like 
yeah. crime drama and stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't have the same flavor as American. Like you think you're, you you know what's going to happen. You don't. It's going to be <laughs> remarkably depressing, and 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 nothing good is going to happen. And like the bad guy is just going to get. He's going to be fine. He's going to do horrible things, and he's going to be fine. So it's yes. Yeah, but like, <laughs> less, yes, yeah. but less, like, virtually no humor. Yeah, like, exactly. No, but well, but not happy fiasco. No, it's no, it's no, like, no, no, no. The, the bad guy will win. The hero of the movie will make one final desperate bloody stand and, and be shut, put down, and be mm-hmm. put down like a dog. Yeah, exactly. And all his failures will be rubbed in his face before yeah. he is finally killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah and everyone the is end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to think. Let's like, all go to the <laughs> lobby. <laughs> Yeah. Let's, you're just like excessive, crying. Okay, excessive lobby. Uh, excessive lobby. Excessive, excessive uh, um, uh, gratuitous violence and gratuitous nudity. Here's the thing: like I watched Battle Royale, and that's I would say gratuitous mm. violence everywhere oh, yeah. around, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was really cool because they, it was kind of in your face. They weren't, but if they had thrown like nudity in it, I'd be like, I'm really uncomfortable about this. I don't want to see this because they're young. But I didn't yeah. like Battle Royale. I liked it. I, I thought it, like I, it. I enjoyed that because I just there's something about it. it's like you no know, these kids are put in this uh, arena and they have to kill each other and that's fucking what they do mm-hmm. some of and it's just and it shows us I loved it because it showed how quickly like when you put in that scenario regardless of us I can say like men the fandible crews on an island like okay only one walks out yeah we fucking work together for the first half and then they're like you have 24 hours until you you know one mm-hmm. of you dies and then suddenly David's like oh so I feel like someone stabbed me and suddenly it's like fuck you hey there's and we just all turn on each other. And I just, I love that one scene in the uh, spoiler alert uh, in Battle Royale when all these little girls, these girls decide to say, "We're going to team together. We're going to hang out in this lighthouse, and we're just going to work together. We're going to help anybody that's been injured." One person gets poisoned on accident, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, the girl grabs a machine gun. Another girl throws shit in it, and it's just a bloodbath. And you're like, and then by the end, like five seconds later, they're all dead. And you're just looking around, and you're like. Whoa! What happened? What? <laughs> well, what I've, heard that, I've heard that the entire thing is is a is a metaphor for um, the uh, the culture of competition that Japan mm-hmm. puts their kids through. Yeah. Um, so if you look at that scene that you specifically bring up, actually, uh, the poisoning, the entire tension comes from like you have a you have a unified society of, of girls uh, working together, and then one decides to save a boy. Mm-hmm. And the second a boy is introduced to it, like, everyone becomes suspicious. Everyone's suspicious of the boys, and people are suspicious of the people who are suspicious of the boy. Mm-hmm. And then one tr- person tries to take action, it goes awry, and then everything crumbles down around it. Yeah. Much like how introducing at that, you know, at that tender age of 13 and 14, introducing a potential sexual partner to an already established friend group can fucking tear it apart. Can absolutely, like, make people turn on each other. Like, I that happened with my friend group. Like, mm-hmm. there were... I mean, that's just how it how it goes. Um, uh, so I feel like that's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting point to bring up. It is hyper real, but I think uh, I think the reason that that specific scene, oh, a lot of those scenes happen, is basically a representation of like the stuff yeah. that uh, spe- specifically in that culture, but I think in a lot of cultures, yeah. uh, how kids are just fucking violent. Right? <laughs> so, uh, I, so so our point is like I think gratuitous anything is an pulls you away but I guess when it's violence it's okay I haven't seen nudity like I said I haven't seen nudity that says like oh that's that's very artistic well here's the thing I it does I I, I don't know I just I can't think of a nudity that I I think that my mind says I could see why that was important you know here's the thing with with the violence especially for example in that in a specific movie in Battle Royale um the, the violence yeah can be called gratuitous but at the same time 
it's in service of a story. There it is. is a story, it, exactly. and and they are ma- they are trying to make a point. Do they maybe go too far in certain areas? It's debatable. It's you know it's 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 a matter of opinion in that well, case. Well, it also comes down to the, than... the medium because of course you yeah. know Hunger <clears throat> Games gets compared to Battle Royale. Yeah, it's the very superficial comparison. Mm-hmm. That's the whole mm-hmm. reason I watched Battle Royale. It's mm-hmm. like all right, I want to make this real right, comparison. Right, 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 right. It's very superficial, surface level. Okay, kids kill each other. Um, but it's like in Hunger Games, the same amount of people die. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I mean, people mm-hmm. are like snapping each other's necks. Jesus Christ! But because that is you know, black and white on a page. I cannot see any blood. It's like, okay, this is really interesting. This there's I can dig deeper into the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the flashy violence of Battle Royale, it's much harder in some ways to see beyond the surface level right, of right. kids are killing each other Definitely. to find any sort of metaphor. Definitely. But, yeah, but, but at least it really but at depends least on the there. people. Yeah, I think it depends on people because like when I see that it's in my face, I almost kind of it's kind of like that shock value of like wow, I do have to think. It's it's not like that, oh, cool, it's a story about kids wanting have to survive. It's like, no, this is a bloodbath, and this is horrifying. But I love it because this is what, you know, it's kind of like the Hunger Games. Like, when I read a little bit of the Hunger Games over your shoulder and I was reading it, it's like, oh, I was like... I was <laughs> Which like, is how he does most of his reading. Yeah, no, I, I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. But when I saw, like, the Hunger Games in the movie theater, they were just like, you know, at one point I saw, like, this five-year-old, like, it looked like a 12-year-old kid. It looked like he was nine. He's trying to get something and turns around and this guy just swings a sword at his head. I was like oh my god, I hate the fucking capital. I understand now why you hate these people so much because it's not just kids on the page or on, on Word. I just saw a kid who looks almost like a nine-year-old kid that I used to babysit just get sliced in half by a kid who was 18 years old. This is horrible. This is horrifying, and I loved it. So in conclusion, yes, uh, <laughs> I have one no, last question. Yeah. I, yes, I have one last question. Fandable the movie... Who plays you? <laughs> Ooh. I'll go first. Seth Green. Go. Oh, no! <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. No, no. <laughs> Actually, I could see that. Oh, I please. Could, I can kind of see that. It would be hello, funny. Uh, hello, I'm Basha. I better hit my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I think the man can speak without an uh, English accent. Yeah, that would actually be really fun. Mm. I don't know who uh, Tim Curry. Anybody? Oh, I would oh. say I would say for just because. I mean, if we're gonna oh, pick God, anybody, I love this kid. He was he's in, he's like on the Office now, but he was known for uh, in uh, Hot Rod. Uh, he was known in Hot Rod. Um, Sex Drive. He was like the friend um, with the yes. glasses, kind of. Oh yeah. Uh, what is his name? He plays. He's in the he's Office. He's in Kick now. Ass now. He might be in the Kick Ass, but he's uh, the Kick Ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the Kick Ass with the video games. Because I show mine. Alright, so as you guys go on, I'm going to find it. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea off the top of my head what it's like. Uh who's the guy in the movie Baby Boy? There's a movie called Baby Boy. <laughs> I have no idea. Um uh, I can't remember. Uh Tyrese. Tyrese. Yeah. I just I just I just really like the idea of of uh he's who's being played by like the most gorgeous black man. Like just an unbelievably attractive man. This is like um, for yeah. me, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Ryan Gosling. Um, <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah. it's uh, there there's certain step oh, down Tyrese. quality, but uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, that or George He's, Clooney, one of the two. I, mean, uh, I could see, I could see George Clooney. I could, I could, I could the, definitely. The I, I could actually see George. I Clooney. could definitely. He see grows George the Clooney. beard, and, and yep. yeah, he yeah. can pull it off. I, yeah, I could, I could definitely see maybe a Samuel Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne type vibe going there. You know, okay, you know, Fishburne. I see it. I could see. Uh, 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 he had kind of that voice. Yeah. Of, uh, 
I think yeah. that's the best one, actually. Fishburne, uh, Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence yeah, Fishburne. definitely. Like, we can't go with yeah. Morgan Freeman because we no, talk yeah, about it too much. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but Morgan Freeman will, will play a role in this movie as Morgan Freeman. Exactly, <laughs> and I think your neighbors would be played by like uh, Sir Patrick Stewart <laughs> and, and Sir Ian McKellen. And Sir Ian McKellen, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, who's the uh, what's it? Jeremy Irons maybe could also be mm. in. Could you please quiet down? I can't. I can't do a good Irons. I think it's this hard. Is him. Uh, Clark Duke. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, that guy. No, yeah. that's a different guy. I'm oh, sorry. that guy. I think yeah, he's kind of funny. Uh, he's, he's, he's he never plays like he never plays the um, the the attract. Here's the thing: I love him because he has so much confidence, and uh, he, he he doesn't look like he should have confidence. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but he, like in Sex Drive, in Sex Drive, he's not the most good looking man. But in that movie, he knows he's the most good looking man, mm-hmm. and he fucking rolls with it. I love that. I would love him to play me. I get it. Is that the movie where he becomes Amish? Yeah, at the end, he's like, <laughs> he's like I fall in love with a girl. Amish, I better get on that. <laughs> so he becomes Amish. Right? But even in the office, he plays someone who's like just intensely, just intensely uh, confident. Because mm. he's the next right troop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just slightly yeah. more social skills. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. All right. So I like it. All right, what do you got for us, Angela? Allison Scagliotti from Warehouse. Oh yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. 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 From Warehouse Thirteen. Oh, oh, wow. Uh, yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. You ever yes. seen Warehouse Thirteen? Oh, that's good. No, I haven't seen Warehouse Jeez. 13. You haven't seen Warehouse <laughs> 13? I, I will say, I can recommend Warehouse 13 without yeah. any reservations. Uh-huh. Okay. It's, it's on Netflix yeah. if you get a chance. Yeah. Regardless of the gratuitous violence and nudity, <laughs> yeah, wholeheartedly. Because no, uh, here's what, uh, I think it was io9 that said it. What Warehouse 13 does is it creates some of the most fascinating, interesting female characters that are way too awesome to live. <laughs> and then lets them live. Mm-hmm. Well, they clearly and the guys are awesome too. Just like yeah, yeah, that's, I love Pete and I love like the uh, old guy there. Yeah, Pete, love... Pete is one of those Arty. characters that that he starts off and you're like, this guy's just gonna be a caricature. Yeah, he's a and smart. He, and like, no, like... no, he has some really good character growth overall. Like, Warehouse 13 is one of the best things on mm, you know, main yeah. television in a long time. It's mm-hmm. you have a without reservation recommended. Yeah. Yes. I, I do have a list. Uh, I hope you're keeping notes. Uh, yeah, I have I have a small list of uh, of things to watch here. Well, uh, it's, it's on Netflix. Highly yeah, recommended. You got a yeah. chance. You know. yeah. Second half of season four comes back this month. Mm. Return of season four. Um, okay, so uh, yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. This has been uh, Geeky Topics Roundtable with Fanable.com. Uh, if you uh, like our opinions, if you loathe our voices, um, if you want to uh, contradict us, uh, then please go to Fandible.com. We have uh, posts for the blog, and we have more audio posts like this. Have a good night and goodbye.